Welcome to Just a Mother podcast. A podcast about the highs and lows of motherhood. It's been a it's been a good few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, I think that probably we can address that. I mean, this was when Carly and well, when Carly came to me and was like, "I really want to do this podcast. Let's you know make it a thing that we do every single week." And I was like, "Yes, this will be like our time to like you know chat and you know stress." Yeah. And the past few weeks have been challenging for for both of us in in many different ways. And I think that that really exemplifies what motherhood is all about. Like shit happens and life takes over. And the topic today, which I'll let you introduce, is going to really um, bring light to why we have been out of action um, for the past couple of weeks. Exactly. Yeah. And I've I've also just moved house as well. So we had quite a mental week of just chaos. Um, So um, this week's episode is all about mental health as a mother. Um, A subject I don't think is spoken about enough or it can be a bit taboo or people just don't really talk about it because they don't, I think we don't want to feel judged. We don't want to, I think for me, the biggest thing, I've realized about mental health as a mother is often you feel if you speak out and you know say hey I'm I'm struggling people then presume you know you're not enjoying motherhood or um you know your your parenting or your mothering is going to be judged or you as a person or suddenly you know you're going to have a label on you um anything like that I think I think women and mothers in general are less inclined to speak out when they are struggling um and and that's something that I'm glad I've I've got my platform for at the moment and you know I have hummed and hard as to whether to share the way I've been feeling the last couple of weeks um but I'm actually really glad I have um I've had some amazing messages of people who are just who just get it and I think that is the beauty of it like if we just spoke about these things like they're normal because they are they'd be I think help mental health in general be better because you'd realize there's other people there with you too rather than it feeling really lonely yeah I totally agree and I think that it goes back to you know as you said mental health in general um I've always you know uh, struggled with mental health um I've always felt that I haven't been able to express that it's always sort of felt that it's been used you not used against me in a malicious way but like oh Lara's just a stress head she's very anxious or like she's very sensitive like be careful with how you say things to her and it's really made me withdraw and when I became a mother, I didn't want to say that I was struggling with mental health. So I think that there, there is there is something to say about it. And, and you know, things going on in the world at the moment where you see things that are horrendous, you know, we're in a somewhat of a war. You can't help but feel guilty and go, well, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like shit? Why do I feel so anxious? Why do I feel so down in the dumps when I've got a roof over my head and I've got you know, a really supportive partner and my kids are healthy, but you can't help how you feel. You can't help that. And I think that that is why mental health is. And also also in relation to that, I think one thing I realized 
because I've had this enormous guilt over me feeling like I'm complaining or struggling, like with all the things you're saying, like I'm very grateful for everything I have. But it's also important to know that your feelings and your thoughts are valid. They're valid. And there will always be someone who has it harder than you. There'll always be, you know, suffering in the world. There'll always be unjust things going on. But if we invalidate our feelings and say, no, actually, in comparison, what you're going through is nothing, again i think that's when mental health struggles come in because we are we are allowed to feel those things we do feel those things and we need to recognize those things and i just think we need to accept that you can be struggling and yes other people do have it worse than you but you're allowed to feel all of those things yeah no i completely and i completely agree with you and i think that that's why there's organizations out there you know like mum's aid and stuff like that but then again and I think they're amazing like also they're not advertised enough um you know they're not spoken about enough when you have a postpartum check like you always say to us as a as a um as a in in, in the health the physical health profession you always say to to all of us ladies that do your boot camp you know go and have a proper mot don't just you know gp i know you have you need to get a clearance but go and get your body checked out go get your mind checked out as well mental health is just as important as physical health and they work hand in hand and I think that there's none of that there's none of this like you know you go and get a few counseling sessions uh, after or you get a check-in with a with a mental health nurse or uh you know a men mental health practitioner six to eight weeks after and because your hormones are all over the place you know you might be feeding you might not there's sleepless nights there's all other things added to that plus you may have had struggles prior. So someone's mental health shouldn't stop them from doing what they want to do as a mother. Um, likewise, it should be helping them, that mental health working towards better mental health should be helping them be a better mother, be a better person, be a better friend, be a better wife. Um, so I think that, you know, it's really tough. Like I've wanted to speak out so much about mental health um, as a mother. Um, but it, it just feels like, you know, someone's always a little bit worse off and maybe you should just suck it up, deal with yeah. it. It's also like, I want to get to a place where I, you know, don't want my kids to ever feel like anxious because I'm feeling anxious because kids pick up on those things as yeah, well. So mental health is even more paranoid now. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you felt it, like, definitely Raphael at two and a half now picks up on everything yeah 100 100 Theo says to me mommy are you happy and it just breaks my heart it breaks my little heart but it's not your fault but that's why our mental health is so paramount because we have to be happy we have to love ourselves we have to be happy within ourselves we have to care for ourselves in order to be able to care for others, like and give that love to others. And that works mm -hmm. just not as a mother, that works in every relationship. Um, you know, again, just, but it, it does highlight it when you become a mother because you're all of a sudden not having to think just about yourself. Yeah. But so you tell me what's been going on in terms well, of- <clears throat> It's been a long time, hasn't it? And um, since I've had most sleep um, and it's still been going on, but I, I, I would, 
I would say it reached a peak, um, with, mainly with Milo. Theo's still waking up between one and three times a night, but can kind of handle that because either Adam and I go in his room, we're in a new house, he's got a single bed, there's room for two people. One of us go in there and basically sleep next to him till he's asleep. It's probably not the way to do it, but it works and it's fine. Like it's working for us. Um, Milo, do you know what? I feel like he's just not been the same since he had COVID. Um, he, we had the snow, which is this fancy bassinet that basically the baby is swaddled in and it plays white noise all night and rocks all night, which are all really, really great in those early days. I would say, you know, we had eight really good weeks of it. Would I personally have bought one now I've used that? No, I wouldn't. Um, really good. Let's hope that's new They can listen. You know, things were sent to me on a gifted basis. I'm, I can't recommend something if I don't genuinely recommend it, you know. Uh, I no, emailed it, them it several work, times it as well. For him. It, it worked for him, but it's it worked for eight weeks. It worked for eight yeah. weeks, I'm being honest. Uh, whether I'd pay it. that. Maybe, maybe, it is, maybe it is a newborn bassinet. But saying that, but saying that, Theo also slept for eight weeks and he didn't have that. He had a snooze and he slept in a sleepy head. And then he again hit the four month seat question or hell break loose. So is it any different? I don't I don't think it is. That's yeah. my honest opinion. Um anyway, so we were we were he was doing all right before COVID. He was literally going down about 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes sleep until half five, half six, sometimes even seven. I thought, you know, I didn't want to jinx it, but I was like, this baby is awesome. Um, and I remember thinking your baby's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is awesome. So, it was, an awesome it was so easy. Like, I I was in a really good place of his sleep. And then just ever since COVID, really, he just... I mean, I was always kind of feeding him to sleep at night, but it was working. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden he was just waking so often. I think uh, he went through the four months sleep aggression where, um, obviously they become more aware and it kind of went from there. And we got, we got to the point literally a couple of weeks ago where I was putting him down in the snow, spending over an hour, like an hour minimum feeding him to sleep every night. And like sometimes just get angry because, he was obviously tired and frustrated and I'd put him down and he was literally doing an hour and a half stint, an hour and a half stint. And it was just awful. And then, so we co-slept for a bit and it was working, I guess, because yeah. I was sleeping a little bit more. Um, but he essentially started using me as a dummy. Um, so he wasn't feeding all night, but he was sucking on me. And if I pulled away, he'd go crazy um and anyone who's been there like I just felt so touched out like I just needed to not have it's, I feel so guilty saying it like a mini human touching me like I wasn't sleeping well my nipples were really really sore um you know I kept co-set with Theo for a bit and I'm not I'm not against it I'm I genuinely think like if it works for you absolutely do it um but this just wasn't working and I found my plate like as some I've never struggled in terms of mental health before very lucky on that front I know that um not really massively with Theo but with since this whole sleep thing in Milo like and this whole 
I know using me as a dummy situation, like my mental health just just crashed. Um, I just found myself resenting Milo and resenting breastfeeding. And there were so many dark nights. And it's funny, we were actually speaking about this in um, the boot camp group today, how like literally on those nights I would be so pissed off with him and I'd get so frustrated and I'd be like for fuck's sake Milo can you just go to sleep or can you just you know stop or I I found myself one night saying like I really don't even like you and oh my god like I don't need anyone listening to this to judge me I already am judging myself I already feel so guilty that I even said that to my child um but I've said it we've spoken about it kind of with some other mums and oh my god like everyone goes through this at some point and I think it's something that fathers don't realize because I remember Adam being like oh you can't say that fathers don't get it they've not you know their bodies aren't being used by another human it's it's a completely different mental bearing on a mother than it is on a father um you know even more so when you're breastfeeding and it's kind of down to you to especially uh, I know a lot of people who do breastfeed do get ourselves in situations where we're feeding to sleep um you know it's it's in our nature to feel that's that it's in our nature to do it isn't it it's you know it's breastfeeding is so much more than giving your child milk it's that bond it's that comfort it's their safe place but I don't think Adam fully understood how it's not just my body I'm giving. It's like, it's everything I'm giving. It's, it's like, it, it's all of me. And the frustration, obviously the sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. We've spoken about this before. Like that does things to me, not sleeping. Like I was literally surviving off, no joke, two and a half to three hours sleep a night. Um, I found myself feeling really irrational. Like I'd literally be like, I'd shout at Adam in the night and be like, Adam, like you need to do something. I need this baby away from me. Like I can't have him near me. I just need a minute. And I'd literally like scream into my pillow. Obviously didn't want to wake Theo up. And I'm just like, I remember hitting myself in the head. I was just like, I need some help. Like I can't visit do it. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. Like Adam didn't just watch me. Like he'd, basically we're getting to the point where we're trying to rock him to sleep in the pram so Adam would go and get the pram and he'd rock him to sleep but and I was like crying and it wasn't just once or twice that this was becoming like my life this was becoming a routine thing and you know I'm ending up resenting him for breastfeeding I'm then ending up resenting him the next day because I'm so exhausted that I can't get my whole list of things that I want to get done done because I'm so tired and then you're back in a vicious cycle of just feeling crap, feeling miserable, feeling absolutely terrified that you've got another night of it and not actually possibly knowing how you're going to survive. I was like looking in the mirror and I'm like, can see myself like just neglecting any self-care. Like I wasn't like for me, my skincare is like my non-negotiable and I wasn't doing that, uh, you know, I wasn't making any effort, I hadn't tanned, it sounds really superficial, but, you know. No, those, are, do, those are the things like that you do for you, like you don't yeah. 
things I mean, yeah, myself yeah. like I was yeah. struggling to teach my classes because I was literally so tired like in all reality I, the last thing I wanted to do is teach my classes because for me it's really important that the energy is there and I almost had to like fake it till I make it you know like it it had to be a front because I was so drained I was I felt like and then I felt myself snapping at Theo because I was so exhausted and um, you know like literally like so unnecessary snapping at him he's, he's a toddler and then I'd find him having a tantrum and it just escalated it was like a snowball effect and it just yeah. I felt like it got worse and worse and worse and I I don't I'm I sit here and talk on my Instagram quite openly about these things and I don't know but I haven't actually done any talking stories on them and I'm only thinking now that I don't I haven't really spoken to anyone probably I know I've obviously this is what I was just about to say like we haven't we speak every day and the past couple of weeks we haven't both ends on us and I think it's because we've both been struggling yeah. and we haven't wanted to we haven't known how to articulate it or articulate verbalize it without feeling bad without feeling like horrendous or yeah like it's, it's scary is it? when, when you say things out loud sometimes it it feels scarier um and real. i think that's why over the last couple of weeks if you do follow me on instagram on my stories you'll notice that i've obviously been sharing it but it's all been written text i've not really known how to sit and talk so i don't sit and talk to anyone really about it not even adam sometimes sometimes he'll ask me how i am and you know i'm downplay it it's just what what i'm like um i'm really sensitive i haven't spoken about it to any family or friends really you know i've had like a like text conversations but again i've not i've not really sat down and and spoken about it and like i hold my hands up now like i have really really struggled the last couple of weeks it's felt like everything's been really foggy and it's been like I've struggled to see past it and like in my head it's been like I can't see a way out and so I did actually reach out to our sleep consultant who had helped me with Theo um because we were getting to the point like Milo where obviously it was feeding off me all night was sucking me all night but then it got to the point where that wasn't even doing it for him like he wouldn't even sleep he was just like not sleeping um yeah I hit a bit rock bottom like I literally didn't want to get out of bed I didn't want to do anything didn't want to leave the house I didn't want to speak to anyone like I literally put my phone on like do not disturb and I just don't open any messages it's kind of I've never really been like that um and yeah so I, I reached out for help because I just something had to change I can't, I can't carry on like this like I can't um i actually sent quite an emotional voice note to um francesca um find her instagram handle sleeping bunnies baby hang on let me find her because yeah I you've told me about like her. i do feel like i owe uh, you're gonna give a shout out shout out yeah, to sleeping bunnies. so she's called sleeping bunnies baby coach her name's francesca um she helped me with the yeah, and i sent her a very emotional I don't know. I feel like she just got it that day. I just had a bit of a breakdown and was like, like I can't physically do this anymore. And I kind of spoke about where all the signs Milo's saying. And she said, it sounds like he needs his own space and yeah. he needs to learn that, you know, 
he can't be fed to sleep or suck you all night because as well that's it he won't take a dummy anymore he doesn't take a dummy so I literally on every single dummy won't take anything Nothing. what about the bottle put him what about the bottle oh them yeah we, we've got bad at offering that again he did take it the other day for my friend so yeah I do need to start so, so yeah but it still doesn't make it like it doesn't make a difference the whole feed to sleep thing is that you need to stop that sleep association right? yeah essentially you need to stop that sleep association so that you feel like you've you're also exactly the rest. um you know it's not sleep training but okay. I I'm doing this as much for him as I am for me um this is what this is what we were discussing last time it's like not change. just for the child it's for yeah as well. like, like i do think it's really good for my life to be able to do that i think he'll get more sleep you know as well being self-employed i always thought oh no nah, i don't need a routine because he was pretty chill you know what he was like he was pretty chilled i was like it's fine yeah. no i think he is still very i think he's still very chilled but i like think when no, but when a baby doesn't sleep they yeah. also, like they everyone needs sleep and it, it was just becoming before. too unpredictable and i think i needed a routine particularly around being self-employed so i know what windows i have to get things done in um so yeah so i'm working with her i won't obviously talk about what i'm doing yet because we're only on like day three at the moment and you know I'm, i'll hopefully next time i speak about this i'm speaking from a much better place he is doing really well the first night was awful, literally. The longest stint he did was an hour and a half. And then he seemed to wake up every sleep cycle because obviously by the time they're five months, they become much more aware of their surroundings in between each sleep cycle. Um, um, but last night, his wake-ups halved. And also there was a few times where he woke up and was like moaning and then went back to sleep. So I feel like he's massively learning. So every single... He's taken to it. Like sometimes yeah. it takes like... It yeah, so I'm, I'm focusing on the positive. I think Optimistic. he's doing really well. He's obviously, whilst we record this, it's his first nap in his cot in the daytime. Normally he does them all in the pram. Um, like my, my house currently looks like a murder house because I've like blacked out his blind. I've got a stick on blackout blind and I've put tin foil all around the edges. I was like, the neighbor's going to think we're weird. I'm like, I don't care. Sleep is way yeah. more important than what my neighbors think of me. So they probably think we're murderers. Um, so yeah um and this morning for the first time in honestly weeks i felt more positive i felt like you know a bit of the haze had been lifted and i felt like okay this is a step in the right direction and i kind of felt like there was a glimpse of hope so it was really dramatic but genuinely feel like hopefully this is all the step in the right direction and having spoken about it like yesterday i wrote my instagram something about how like basically it's got questions as to why i'd moved milo to his own room so now obviously the recommendations are six months milo is like five and a half months um but he was obviously showing signs of needing more space like he was getting really angry at the side of the snow and obviously using me um to get to sleep um it just felt like he needed a bit more space um so people kind of asked why i did that and yeah spoke about you know that feeling of feeling really pissed off at your child in the middle of the night and like it's, it's so weird because before you become a mum you think like i can never be angry at my child and you know 
especially with everything going on in the world at the moment, you feel even more grateful that, you know, like you were saying, you've got a roof over your head and your kids are well and healthy. And I feel like we end up feeling this enormous guilt as to when we start struggling with things that the grand scheme of things aren't as big. Um, so yeah, I've just had like the most enormous amount of mum guilt. I just feel awful. And like, now like my life's move back I keep saying to him I do love you so much I hope you know that obviously I don't know how much oh, he knows you do though he knows you do um okay. yeah it's just it's just mum guilt isn't it it just never goes away I think no matter what you do I think this just seems to be an abundance of it but I'm glad you're feeling better because obviously we haven't Sorry, I went a bit I just kind of I, I mean I went MIA as well so like, yeah. I think it was both of us not wanting to like dump on each other or maybe both just feeling also like at the time like I feel like when you're going through something like that like mentally it takes up so it's much so draining. time yeah it's so draining and then you're exhausted and you're trying to do everything else that needs to be done and just feel like almost like I'm the bottom of the pecking order in terms of you know my kids come first and so for me to I guess unpack or face what I'm feeling is low down on my priority list because I'd rather make sure my kids are okay does that make sense um so in my head it's like "Mm, that's not important push to the side and kind of just it will sort itself out it doesn't um yeah so I guess that's just the way I deal with it sometimes I think I think also what you like don't realize is you're saying like sleep deprivation like you're saying about like partners not understanding and stuff like that and you 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 there'll probably be some mums that are listening they're like oh well I don't breastfeed and I you know I felt this way and I still feel like my partner doesn't feel that way I think like what your body goes through when you carry a child um is immense um you know your body goes you carry you carrying another being your body's your hormone levels like everything's all out of whack like you get your period back you don't get your period back like regardless your hormones don't know what they're doing you know our bodies are going through like a crazy amount of shit that you know not to take away from men um men or partners just not it's not it's not the same it's physically not the same it's not that it's it's not it's one greater than the other it's just i can sit here and argue about this to the cows come home i i am by no means undermining like the role and importance of dads and you know i'm very very no 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 no. and i agree i agree with you i agree is the most incredible dad incredible dad and I, i know mark is too and it's not to undermine that they don't feel some of the same things but I mean, physically, the differences are so big. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to they, say. Like, it's phys- physically different. It's physically different because you haven't just had Milo for five and a half months. You've had Milo no, exactly. with you for, like, he, they're a part of you. They're an extension of you. So it's like you feel their pain, you know, like, and from a physiological standpoint, like, you know, there's, stage, there's been times where, like, when Ezra was a newborn, he was screaming and I'd be leaking everywhere. Like, you know your body just it it's it, it yeah. needs to sort of like get through that so I think like mental uh, mental health line actually touching on that because Adam's been struggling I think as well but obviously with everything going on in our house and um 
I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. Um, I mean, there's obviously no shame in it, but I feel like it's even more taboo when men struggle with their mental health. And, you know, he said to, he said to me the other night in the midst of one of the wake-ups, he was like, I fucking hate my life right now. And I think he felt that pang of guilt. And he was like, I fucking hate my life. He's like, I can't remember the last time I did anything for myself. Like, I haven't worked out in months. And like, anyone that obviously knows me and Adam knows, like, exercise is a very big deal for us. It's kind of like, it is our therapy. And he hasn't worked out in months. And I, I said to him, right, we need to start making sure we factor that in to however the evenings go to make sure there are days. He's out. He's outside working out now, actually. Um but so one thing I would encourage you to do is to have those open conversations with Oh your my god, definitely like, and lean on that partner because it, yeah, I have done 10, they're feeling the same, but from a different exactly they're feeling, yeah. they're feeling the effects of yeah. it because you're a family unit. Um so yeah, no, I totally agree. And I'm sure, I'm sure Mark's felt, I mean, that way um <laughs> as well, you know. Um and it, and it, it, I think they feel they feel it differently as we've acknowledged but they feel it like sometimes a little bit worse in other ways because they're yeah. like well why do I feel this yeah. way like look at her like she's the one that has to get up she's the one that has to do it she's the one that's carried this baby she's the one that has to breastfeed well not has to but like is breastfeeding you know those kind of things it's like that that kind of um guilt is is can't be can't be nice for partners um when especially when they're seeing also their part like him seeing you so low mm. must have been heartbreaking for him because he loves you so he doesn't want to see you that way yeah I think now we're both starting to get a bit, bit more sleep like he's he's on Theo duty in the night that's him yeah where the other night it was I want my mummy <laughs> but he has actually started saying daddy now I think he kind of knows I think Theo knows now yeah yeah but other otherwise like mental health you feel like you're on the up yeah no I feel and as well like like I was saying I do just feel like it's just all been linked to sleep for us um mm. it's yes yeah, it's not been fun let's talk about you oh god I mean I think I said at the beginning I've always struggled with mental health um and I've never really, I think during my like childhood, teenagehood, early adulthood, it was always sort of used, not used against me, but it was always just like, oh yeah, like I always felt like I can't feel this way. Like I can't feel low. I can't feel anxious. I can't feel stressed. Like it's, it was sort of invalid, not invalidated like directly, but I sort of felt invalidated um so I've always just sort of like tried I sort of avoid talking about it when I feel low like I'd rather talk to people when I'm like happy and excited like I don't want to tell people that I'm feeling you know I'm always my stock answer is like yeah I'm okay <laughs> um because I don't want to like put it on people which isn't a good thing either because like you know had we in retrospect maybe pick up the phone a week and a half go to each other we might have felt a little bit better after, like mm-hmm. just being like, oh, yeah, I feel shit. Oh, I feel shit. And not saying like, oh, I feel shitter than you. It's more like we both feel shit and we both feel low and we both feel depressed and let's just be there for each other, like to, to hear each other out or just to say you're not alone. 
Um, and I think that, that that's the missing piece is like the feeling like you can, because you don't want to dump on people because you know everyone's going through shit. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think it's just mental health isn't spoken enough about. Um, and I think it needs, I think conversation needs to, they, organizations have tried and they've done all these programs about, you know, the impact of social media, mental health and all these important themes but has there been like a focus on mat on maternal mental health that's probably my i think the biggest thing is like when you become a mum like like i was saying like i was saying like, i've never struggled with like mental health problems i wouldn't say i'm struggling with mental health problems i'd say i'm going through a period of bad mental health at the moment um but um I think when you become a mother, there's so much pressure on you from so many different angles. It's completely new. It's like your life completely changes. And I guess we're just expected to adapt and get on with it because for many of us, it you know, it's a choice to become a parent. And it's kind of like, well, it's, you chose to have a baby. So, you know, <laughs> welcome to parenthood rather than being like i see you i feel you you know let's speak about it i just think there, there's something they're saying missing in terms of i don't know like support or just normalizing it yeah if like you know um if anyone ever feels like they you know are, are feeling bad about feeling bad you know, just listen to this podcast and be comforted knowing that you're, alone. Yeah. you're not alone. Um, so I guess starting the conversation, having the conversation, um, I feel like I've learned a lot from just chatting to you to know that like I can chat about it. I can be a bit more open about it. Um, and I guess, yeah, that's what this podcast is all about, really. Is yeah, I, I, and I guess it goes with all our episodes is the whole reason we started this is because... We want to normalize a lot of things and we want to talk about the things that perhaps aren't spoken about as much in motherhood and kind of a lot of the topics that make you feel alone or make you question whether you're a good mom whether you've like literally lost your marbles um but we want we literally like when we when we were planning this podcast we envisioned you sitting there with a cup of tea or a glass of wine and think and just like nodding along and thinking like yeah me too yeah me too so you know if if that is you during this conversation then obviously we we wouldn't wish it those feelings on anyone because they're not pleasant but we hope you take some kind of comfort knowing that that is normal and that's so many of us going through it if you're listening to this and you have any mummy friends who you think would benefit from listening in particular to this episode please just point them in this direction because I think the whole thing is, you know, it's not accessible to hear things like this all the time. So if you're, you know, if you listen to it and you think someone springs to your mind, please do not hesitate but to kind of uh, recommend it to them. Yeah, exactly. All you need to do is follow us on um, Instagram. So just a mother podcast, um, or you can subscribe to um, us on Spotify 
And we would love for you to tag us. So when you do listen, or if you did enjoy an episode, we would love for you to tag us in your stories. Let us know when you were listening, where you were listening, what you were doing, whether you're on a pram or something. It's always really, really nice to hear. And also feel free to send across any questions you might have um, regarding the topics that we do speak about. Um, we're, we're an open book. So yeah, feel free to, you can email us as well. We've got an email address, actually, just a mother podcast at gmail.com. So <laughs> send, send anything through that you want to talk about. Um, and yeah, um, as always, just thank you for taking the time to listen in, listen, support us. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Have a lovely day.